Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said, in which we talk about what to do when it all goes off the rails. So officially, yesterday, stuff happened. Mainly the weight of having the weather be horrible and terrible and gray and cloudy and rainy and not seeing the sun for a very long time got to me. And it got to me in the form of, I just took a bath and cried for a long time. And while I was crying, all my brain could worry about was that this wasn't a big deal, and I don't know what you're so upset about, and why are you crying anyway, and you shouldn't be crying, and it's terrible that you're crying, and you know what, there are worse things in the world than having bad weather and feeling miserable. Like, So when it all goes off the rails, first, remember that you're going to get through this even if you don't want to, especially if you don't want to, <laughs> you're going to get through it. And then right away, your brain is going to be an asshole about it, whatever it is. In this society, we don't really enjoy people having any emotions other than chipper joy and perfection. Anything less than that is not good. And it makes people wildly uncomfortable. And in my past relationships, it was just, I was too much. It was too much. Emotions were too much. So it was, get out of my face while you tone that down or take care of that or whatever it is. When really... If you just admit to the way you're feeling, it goes away pretty quickly. When I gave myself permission to just cry for as long as I needed to without having to make myself wrong for needing to cry, which is, you know, three, four minutes. But the act of trying to stop myself from crying was like all day (laughs) and then again um, for the vast majority of my bath time, just beating myself up about how I didn't deserve the right to cry. So if you want to cry, it's okay. Whatever it is that's going off the rails, whether you feel like you've gone off the rails emotionally or spiritually, or it's your business, or it's your kids, it's your job, it's your life, it's this hour, it's your mood, it's your diet, it's whatever it is, the UPS guy's late, it doesn't, even if there's no reason whatsoever, which is often the worst, it's okay to feel what you're feeling. It's okay to cry if you need to cry. I was listening to Rob Bell this morning and he said, suffering is not an intellectual act. So as much as we want to have systems and targets and ways of dealing with things, and sometimes you just fucking suffer, and that means you cry, and that's okay. Slow down. 
when your brain is an asshole, especially slow down because underneath the rip, 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 like the yappy dog voice, there is a softer voice that is not an asshole and that is doing its very best to get your attention, but it refuses to be loud. So it's very often not heard at all. When you slow down, you can play the game of how is my body feeling? And if you can label emotion as bodily sensation and not as something else up in your head, you are so much farther along than 99% of the population in terms of understanding how this works. You see, I'm an expert at crying. I do it a lot. So (laughs) in terms of bodily sensation, often it will feel like there's a person pushing on uh, my sternum and it will feel like my lungs are burning and it feels like there's an in my throat, there's something rising that's hot and dry. And then it will feel like someone is sort of pushing on my eyeballs. And you know these things. If you have to describe these things in your body, the way that you cry, your cheeks become red. If we describe it in terms of my cheeks are red, my throat is dry, there's someone pushing on my lungs. It doesn't feel nearly as bad as the horrible, terrible, just ugh, of crying and then your brain kicks in and gives you reasons. Oh, you should be crying or, oh, you shouldn't be crying. And that makes it so much worse than just physical sensation. So if you can remember that you'll get through this, if you can be brave enough to feel it and to label bodily sensation without making a story in your mind about it, if you can ignore the asshole brain to get the quieter brain, the quieter brain understands the parts of you that are suffering And the quieter brain is nothing but compassion for those parts. But the quieter brain also knows that when you stuff this stuff down and act like it doesn't exist and everything is perfect all day, every day, that it doesn't really work out for you. That the tears you should have cried or the screams you should have screamed will turn into physical stuff in your body and it's easier to get it out. So let it come out and let that voice have compassion for you. My voice often just says, I'm here. I'm with you. And you can call that the voice of God. You can call that me hallucinating. You can call that psychic. You can call that angels. You can call that spirit. You can call that your dead Aunt Susie. Whatever whatever it is that you label that, that inner voice that is not the asshole voice, that when you are quiet will be with you. It never goes. It's always with you. And if you tune into it, life gets a little easier. And what if, as you allow yourself to feel what you're feeling, as you allow yourself to slow down, you allow yourself to breathe and to feel that too? No one gets to skip this. No one gets to skip the horrible, terrible bits, even if they don't seem to have a reason. So then the game is, how deeply can you breathe? In this moment, how deeply can you breathe? There was a time about four years ago when I couldn't breathe past my solar plexus, which is about three inches above your belly button. It was like there was a wedge of glass there. And I still remember the first time I breathed through it because I didn't realize that I had cut it off. I just cut off everything from my solar plexus down in terms of feeling. And it came back and I was like, oh, holy shit. And then I cried. I mean, I was crying because I couldn't breathe. Then I was crying because I could breathe. So (laughs) forgive yourself for the way that you're crying or you're not crying and it's horrible or it's not horrible. But notice how much can you feel? How much can you label as bodily sensation without adding a name to it? What if that's not anger? What if that's 
really, really red cheeks and lots of blood flowing through your fingertips. It's suddenly not as bad and it's suddenly not as vicious food for your mind because your mind will take any little word that you use like anger and find a reason to be angry. It's very smart. But if it's just, well, you know, my hands have lots of blood in them. There's lots of blood coursing through them. That's harder to have a really big rant in your head about. And then how deeply can you breathe? And what if you're worthy of love and support and kindness just because you're alive? Because you are. And your asshole brain, especially if you're an achiever, is going to remind you that that's not the case. That actually you need to do something to deserve this. You need to do something in order for today to count. You need to do something in order for any good to come into your life. And that's not the case. Love and support and kindness are yours just because you're alive. And this suffering, whatever it is, this thing that's gone off the rails, it's not an intellectual act. It lives in you. It lives in your emotions. It lives in your body. And it's okay to feel what you're feeling. I know this sounds really fucking basic, but these are the things that I remind myself of when I'm in tears in the bathtub on Tuesdays. <laughs> like... I'll get through this. My brain is an asshole. Underneath the asshole brain, there's always the soft, kind voice. I'm going to look for that, and I'm going to breathe, and I'm going to do my best to not make myself wrong for having emotions right now. And that's all you can do. And then just check in with those really boring questions. Are you tired? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? If the answer is yes to all three of those, you know what to do. These are very basic, bodily human things. And suffering is not an intellectual act. You can't avoid it, no matter who you are or how much money you have. You can only try to move through it with grace and without beating yourself up about feeling what you're feeling. If you feel like, my God, this rules my whole life. My emotions are just this thing that rules my whole fucking life and I don't have any control over them. I want you to head to braincampblog.com slash empaths, E-M-P-A-T-H-S-I-N-C, empaths-inc. And I have a free class for you there called All the Feels. And I want you to listen to that class, figure out if you're an empath and see if it helps uh, what I suggest there. And that's totally free. That's just because emotions are hard and the way that we deal with them in society is to stuff them down and pretend that they're not there. And when we do that, the people that have feels, any feels at all, are made to feel broken, which is really terrible. And the truth is you're not broken. You're just willing to experience the full spectrum of your humanity, which is not something the rest of the world is very into right now. Thank you so much for listening and I hope whatever it is, that's gone off the rails today or this week or this month or this year. I hope it gets back on track in the most spectacular fashion possible that you couldn't possibly see how wonderful it was going to be when it all fell apart, but that it's so much better now. May you remember that you'll get through this. May you remember to slow down. May you remember to breathe. And may you always, always, always be able to find the soft, quiet, kind voice that is on your side. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.
Also, I hope you can hear that the ice cream truck came just for you. If you can't, this is just really awkward, but I hope you can. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.